Welcome to Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, privately owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission has been to formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats, so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie has also created clean protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. Often sharing my conversation with feline expert Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival, which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. The festival premieres every fall in New York City and then travels to theaters across America and Canada, with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations with the support of Dr. Elsie's. Dr. Michael Maria Delgado is here with me, and as promised, we are going to give you our personal, quite strong opinions about <laughs> automatic litter boxes, which seem great for people. We're pretty sure they're not great for most cats. Michael, I'm going to let you run with this at first. We are not okay. dissing any individual brand. It's the idea that a cat knows that there's a motorized scooping activity that's going to happen pretty soon after they get out of the box. And <laughs> it's like, what is that? Imagine if you had to go in the bathroom and some huge combine suddenly came through the bathroom <laughs> wall to just kind of like smooth things over just the minute you stood up and wiped, you know? I don't know. It seems to me like, whoa, what is that huge thing? So what is your feeling about how yeah. cats react? I mean, you know, first I'll just say, you know, this is an issue I, I think about a lot because when you look at some of the market research on why people don't have cats, one of the top reasons is people do not want to scoop the litter box. Ah. Um, that That is unappealing to people. Um, I'm not one of those people. I actually am one of those weirdos who loves to scoop the box. Like, I think I just have like a, you know, kind it's of a very little nice, bit of a, it's an OCD thing. OCD. It's like tidying <laughs> up. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, great. Exactly. Just tidying up. I, so, and I like the information I get about my cat's health, as we've talked about before. But um, so, you know, so in my mind, I think about like, well, if if there was a litter robot that did everything I would want it to do, and was everything I wanted it to be, then maybe it would mean more cats would, would be in homes, right? So so it right. is um, this contradiction for me because I, I do have strong feelings about the the robotic litter boxes and those are mainly negative feelings. And and you brought up a couple, you know, one of one of the big ones that we've always brought up in the past is the noise, kind of the disruption to the cat, and it's you know, it can be potentially scary to have these rakes moving around yes. right after they were in there, or you know, it doesn't always like hit the right moment. Um, and to be fair, some some of the robots have have addressed those like they have a delay. And so it seems oh, like really? you know, people were, were aware that that's an issue. My biggest well, I've a few I still have a few problems with them. And the biggest issue I have with the robotic litter boxes is that the actual elimination area for, for the cat is much too small. That's right. It's that's very right. tiny, mm -hmm. even though the robot itself is ginormous. It takes up a ton of space. <laughs> Um, they're almost all of them are very big, but when you look at the amount of like kind of square footage the cat has to go to the bathroom and it's, it's very small. And if you keep in mind that we recommend that 
a cat's litter box be approximately one and a half times its That's body right. length. That's right. So from the tip of their nose to the very end of their tail and maybe even beyond is kind of the minimum length we recommend for a litter box. So you're never, ever going to find that much space in a robotic litter box for cats. It just does not exist. They're all very small. They're all very cramped. Many of them have covers. So that is my biggest issue with the robotic litter box is the size. Um, you know, and, and certainly I don't, I don't find the rakes and the self-cleaning that convenient because they hold a lot of odor. They're difficult to take apart and really clean thoroughly. And of course you miss out on getting detailed information about your cat's health. Now, of course there are some new litter boxes that also like, you know, weigh your cat's output or take pictures of which cat is going to the bathroom. I mean, you know, again, technology is really kind of taken off in this respect, but personally, I like to scoop the box. I like to see what's in there. I like to see how big the clump is. I like to see whether the feces are firm or soft and all that information. So that's another reason I'm not a big fan. Um, And I'll say, you know, there's nothing (laughs) that people hate hearing after they spent about five or $600 on a litter box is their cat behavior consultant coming in. (laughs) Cat's not using the robot. And me saying, robot's got to go out on the corner. Robot is not working for you. It's not working for your cat. you got to throw it away. Um, so that's um, it's a huge disappointment to people after they've made an investment in a product that they think is going to make their life easier. And certainly they think it's going to make their cat's life better. I mean, people don't, I don't think people intentionally buy them thinking like, oh, I'm going to really... Um, mess my cat of up course here, not. But, of course um, not in fact they probably think i'm guessing people you can let us know write to me at radio pet lady at gmail if you want to give us any of your positive or negative feedback about automatic litter boxes but maybe people think gosh it freshens it up right after they use it so instead sure. of having to wait till the evening let's say you have nice compulsive cat owners like michael and myself and we're going to do morning and evening there could be a lot of poos and peas during the day Depending on, you know, even if you have multiple cats and multiple boxes, maybe Mm -hmm. everybody wants to use box two today. So people think, oh, that's so much tidier because now whenever they go in, it's all smoothly raked like one of those Japanese gardens, you know, where there's (laughs) there's that that little that little wooden rake. It's I've seen it on people's desks back when people went to offices and had desks back in the dark ages. Um, And so people think, oh, it's so tidy. The cat will really like that. But it is this cramped space where you have to kind of hunch. You get in, you hunch, and you know that this machine is going to make some noise, just like people put litter boxes in a laundry room, Mm -hmm. and the washer and dryer aren't even necessarily on when the cat is using it. But if the cat has walked by or gone in that room and one or other was on, that noise and vibration kind of put them off. Same with the litter robot. What about the yeah. one that washes the litter? Mm-hmm. That's like a whole nother thing. It's not actually absorbent litter. It's washable. What's up with that? It's, I mean, I think these are all um, solutions in search of a problem. To me, the the litter box does not have to be complicated. This is not anything that requires a lot of thinking. You need a scoop. You need some litter, preferably unscented clumping. And you need a large plastic box. Um, (laughs) that's really all you need, um, to keep your cat happy. I mean, it's amazing. We don't, cats instinctively use a litter box without any training. It's, it's like magic. And to me, the attempts to, um, 
avoid interacting with your cats, urine and feces through all this like rigmarole and now we're like flushing and yes. you know, got to plug it in and you've got to, you know, it's like, why, why don't we just scoop it? And like I said, I know some people really just obviously do not like it, but I think um, we, we really don't have to make it that complicated. And um, the complications usually do not um, benefit our cats. And they, like I said, I see a lot of clients with, with problems with these litter boxes and systems that have like the pellets and the pads, you know, the, the tidy cat breeze is, is another one that I would love to see um, just go away. Um, does that one have pellets and pads? I don't even it know does, about that yeah. one. Yeah. So the urine drops through the pellets and lands on the pad. And, oh my. Yeah. It's lazy. You know, if you keep it simple, keep it clean, you're probably going to avoid most litter box problems that are caused by humans not scooping and then by humans trying to, um, you know, get some newfangled thing that they think is going to prevent them from scooping the box. But now they're cleaning pee off their carpet or off their bed. And now, um, and now they got to get the cat back in the litter box. I mean, there's something actually in the cat behavior management world called out of litter box issues. Mm -hmm. OLB. I mean, it's like a thing. So, if, yep. if things have happened, the box is dirty, the box is too small, there's too many cats for the number of boxes you have. Mm-hmm. Once a cat is not doing this thing, which, as you said, feels so right and natural to them, using this nice litter that, by the way, absorbs and, and traps the urine so it's not stinky and smelly. The good modern yeah. ones trap it. You know, they kind of encapsulate it. Yep. Then the cat's gone elsewhere. Now you have to get the cat back in the box. Yep. So and the they whole... might have decided they like the new place. So yeah, the new place to, to of yeah, grandma's <laughs> Persian carpet. Yeah. So it's it's not something that you want to fiddle around with. I mean, if you had, you know, four or five hundred dollars of, I love this phrase, disposable income. What does that mean exactly? <laughs> and you thought, well, this is a good gizmo. And then where do you put the gizmo? And then the gizmo requires electricity. And then, oops, we've got two or three cats. Do you need three gizmos? I guess you kind of do because they still need their own safe place to go. You know, for the most part, that seems to be endemic to them. I think rabbits, I know this is not rabbit chat, (laughs) but I think rabbits also are very good at using a litter box. It kind of comes naturally to them. So there are animals for whom it's... It, it feels right. They'd go to this place where there's, you know, they can scratch a little and, and it just feels natural. Yeah. I do recommend, you know, so a lot of times people will also have a robot and they're like, well, the cat uses it. So he must like it. And, and the fact is, is that if you don't have a lot of choices, you might just be very compliant and that doesn't mean you're happy. And so I always bring right. up the, if you're, if you're camping and there's an outhouse, you use the outhouse. Um, do you like the outhouse? No. <laughs> but are you compliant? Yes. So when people do have a robot, um, I always recommend that they offer their cat an open, large, um, one of those basic you no know, frills yep. plastic boxes yep. with unscented clumping litter and let their cat tell them how much they love the robot. And, you know, there probably are some cats that do prefer the robot. I'm not going to say that cats don't have you know, opinions. Um, but the, the concept of choice in this case is very important because when we are offering our cat, what I would consider a subpar choice, then you always want to let them vote and let them decide that's nice. if that's actually their preference. Yeah. That's really nice. So let's segue for a moment into covered litter boxes, which is mm-hmm. 
a kind of an adjacent issue, which is people don't want to see the clumps mm -hmm. of the feces or urine, which really visually are not that interesting because the cat covers <laughs> it over. So it's not like, right. ooh, yuck. Right. And then they think they don't want to smell it when a covered litter box traps whatever ammonia odor there is and definitely is stinkier for the cat. When you take yeah. the hat off, it's like, whoa, baby, that's not <laughs> nice. So that's another thing that people think, oh, the cat likes the privacy. It's like, hello? Right. No, yeah. they just like want privacy. safety. We like privacy. They want safety. They want to be able to yeah. see what's around them, not be Absolutely. hidden right from view. I can I can tell you from my neighbor's cat who um, occasionally will go to the bathroom in my yard. He's way out in the open. No, no privacy, lots of safety. He can see what's going on. Yep. Um, but, you know, again, it is um, there has been there has been some research on this topic. And um, one study did find that when people had covered litter boxes, they were less likely to scoop them um, daily. So uh, that's a big problem. Basically, out of sight is out of mind. So if you have a covered litter box, that cover is an impediment to you that's right. getting in there and scooping once or twice a day. So that's a problem. Um, as far as the um, what the cat's preference is, um, so the study, the other study that I'm familiar with, um, they used very large storage bins. And what they found was that some cats preferred the open bin and some cats used the closed bin. And but the real important part to, to know there is that they were not using commercial litter boxes. So they weren't using small boxes. So it could be that if it's big enough, some cats may be okay with I the see. cover. But right, again, but they weren't using the one that is sold as a covered litter box. They exactly. were using a big box with the cover. I mean, I've always said, go to a big box store and get an underbed yep. sweater box and toss sure. out the lid. I mean, it's a yep. low enough side that, it, that it's easy to get in and out if you're a little older, a little arthritic. Yeah. which, you know, all cats are going to get older and therefore they're going to have arthritis because it comes with age necessarily. Sure. And sure. they're going to be able to kick out the litter because you're not putting too much in. You're just putting right. a couple of inches so that yeah. stuff hits the bottom and clumps. Yeah, yeah the, I, the use, I use the high-sided storage bin. Oh, you do? Because I have, um, I've always had a stand-up here. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So they overshoot if the sides are too low. So yeah, that's I, called I an honest mistake. But yeah. yeah, so they don't do the full squat. So you need the side nope. so that it hits the side yep. and then goes down into the litter. Yep. These, these details, you know, might seem like overshare, but they're not. These are no. real life issues that are yep. easily solved by just knowing how your cat pees and poos. Some of them yep. might go right to the edge of a box and almost poo on the edge of it. But that, mm -hmm. I think, is usually because the litter isn't that clean. They're kind of looking for a cleaner spot. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think anytime your cat is, like, perching on the edge, yeah. not spend, not spending a fair amount of time digging and scratching, runs out of the box, um, you know, not, not wanting to touch the floor, they're, they're right. telling you something. Yeah. So, you know, I... Another reason to have an open box is just so you can kind of keep an eye on what your cats are yeah. doing in there. Make sure it's okay with them. All right, yeah. folks, we're very sorry to those who make automatic litter boxes. <laughs> we hope we haven't dented your sales too much. But on the other hand, we do feel that the cats of America and the world beyond Canada will be grateful for this advice and information. And you now have $500 to spend any way you want. Think about that. Yes. All right. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and appreciation of cats everywhere. 
It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, which created their own clean protein cat foods, inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey, to better satisfy a cat's appetite with ingredients naturally intended for her body. 90% of the protein in clean protein is animal-based, not plant-based, as in many cat foods, which can compromise cat's health. Clean protein is the first dry cat food I can personally recommend as a healthy choice, although I always hope that wet food will be your cat's primary diet. Thanks again for being here.